very honored Frater BT's Esoteric Nerd Podcast, episode 118, in which I begin reading The Life and Liberation of Padma Sambhava. It's a little more appropriate, I think. So, what happened was, um, I have this podcast. I, well, I, it was originally a YouTube playlist. Now it's a podcast and a YouTube playlist. Like the Esoterra Nerd is both a podcast and a YouTube playlist. For the playlist, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can uh, check it out right there. It's called Buddhist Books. The podcast element of it is new. It's called Edward Reeves Buddhist Books Podcast. That's the formal official title, just like this is very honored Frater BT's Esoterra Nerd podcast, or the Esoterra Nerd for short. That is Edward Reeves Buddhist Books podcast, or Buddhist Books for short. Anyway, uh, so briefly, what happened was I read Dhammapada, which is uh, old school Buddhism. It's one of the Theravadan uh, schools. We don't use the term Hinayana. We consider it a slur on Buddhist books. Um, and if you want to know about that, you can listen to Buddhist books. Um, I'm not going to go into all of it. Long story short, uh, Dhammapada was all I had from the Pali uh, canon, <clears throat> from the old Theravadan school that basically started with Buddha passing away about 800 years later with the publishing. Oh, you know, the scholars debate about when the Lotus Sutra came out. But anyway, the Lotus Sutra came out and began Mahayana by defining everything that came before it as Hinayana, uh, which is basically, to sum up, to cut short, a deer vehicle that doesn't really exist. And uh, so the whole thing is set in this, this sort of uh, historical revisionist thing where, and people who love the Lotus Sutra are probably going to start hating me a little bit for the, how I'm... Uh, talking about this but yeah so the idea is then after all the stuff that the buddha actually said then he came out in this sort of lord of the rings meets you know legend you know meets labyrinth kind of environment where there's goblins and demons and serpents and garudas and he said uh, never mind everything i said up till now now i'm going to give you the real truth mahayana so whoever wrote the lotus sutra decided to frame it that way and, you know, I, I thought that was uh, disrespectful of the Buddha. So my, my response was to contact the Polytext Society in London and say, hey, how much for everything? I want everything. All the Poly canon. I want it all in English. I want all the commentaries. I want everything you can send me. I'm in New Delhi. Please ship it to me. And they, so they, they're shipping it to me. It's on the way right now. Uh, but <laughs> I'll just play one little clip from the most recent Buddhist books episode when one's blushing bride is in an airplane on the way from the other side of the world to, you know, reunite. One must make do with the blow-up doll. And so, uh, in this case, that is volume seven of A History of Indian Literature, Pali Literature. So... Let's pick up right where we left off. <clears throat> so yeah, so um, rather than continue to read that on Buddhist books today, I decided to honor the request of a good buddy of mine, friend of the show, Ryan. You might know him from a little podcast called Praxis Behind the Obscure. By the way, 
follow Praxis Behind the Obscure. Just take a moment. You can click away right now. Just come back to it afterward. Follow his YouTube channel because he just went and interviewed a bunch of monks, these like cool Vajrayana, <clears throat> Vajrayana yogi, like not just like, oh, I'm, you know, a monk with uh, the, the Galupta or the, uh, you know, uh, Sakya order and, you know, we chant and, uh, you know, like not just that, but like monks who, you know, at the Vajrayogini temple and at the Manjushri temple there in uh in, in, in Nepal, which, you know, he's much more knowledgeable about this sort of thing uh, than I am. And uh, I've been interested in it since I was four years old. Um, but I only found out it was called Vajrayana like maybe eight years ago. And then since then I've been, you know, diving in, but I've been diving into other things too, Indian culture and, and, and you know, Hinduism and all this, um, and, and Zen more than anything. So for me, it's, I like Vajrayana. I dig it. I especially like the way it looks. There are some problematic elements of present day Americanized Vajrayana, but that's not what today's episode is about, but those do exist. Um, so he asked that on Buddhist books, I read a bit of the life and liberation of Padmasambhava. So I explained to him everything that I've just explained to you about how I was reading, you know, Theravada, then I got just to the beginning of Mahayana, and I, I, I had a severe allergic reaction to the Lotus Sutra. And as much as I nam myoho renge kyo, you know, uh, it turns out I don't nam myoho renge kyo as much as I thought I did. And so, um, so I'm going to be spending about the next 10 years or so reading Theravada only on the Buddhist Books podcast. And so it'll be a long time, needless to say, because after all the Theravada, I'm going to read all the Mahayana, and then I'm going to read all the actual, like, original Vajrayana before I get into the let's glorify Padmasambhava, and then the afterthoughts of how shall we glorify Padmasambhava, when that, then we would arrive here. Not, not to belittle any of that, I, I'm into it. I mean, obviously, this is Padmasambhava. And uh, I know some people will say that by by having myself seat, seated higher than Padmasambhava, that I'm being disrespectful to Buddhist culture. But, you know, I would only say that I'm not being quite as disrespectful to the Buddha as the Lotus Sutra is. Anyway, so let's jump right in, shall we? Canto number one. <clears throat> the revelation of the Western paradise of the Buddha Amitabha. Princess Mandarava. Kalasidi of the town where wool is steeped. Sakya Devi, the Nepalese. Mangali, the Himalayan dog keeper. And Yeshitsogyul, the queen of the ocean of Gnosis. These five who had access to the master's heart. envisaging the victorious orientation 
the everlastingness of the three jewels, the accord of the two doctrines, the paths of the texts and the formulas and the doctrine of absolute wisdom, the propitiation by the spells of access and the intuition that grasps the maxims of truth, established for the pure future and then deposited mysteriously in 10,900 works, the history of the vast undertaking in which body, speech, and mind were assumed by the master of Udiyana, Padmasambhava. For this, Tonmi Samboda deserves the merit and renown. Whether in its entirety or abridged, the history of the master calls forth joy. When it is seen and heard, the limitless reverence, the efficacious delight, and the piety directed toward him cause the diffusion of the sacred lessons. Beyond all doubt, he is Buddha of the Supreme Awakening. Master imbued with the knowledge of the three times, Padma, through the pure external tantras, possesses the teaching of the body of transformation. Through the pure esoteric tantras, holds the teaching of the body of bliss. And through the pure secret tantras, dwells at the center of the meditations of apotheosis. Buddha that he is, having no rival. In this universe, pure peerless Lord of the three times. Renowned in incarnation, wherein he reaches accord with the victorious precepts. He resembles the miraculous gem through his flawless qualities in order to attain the aims required by the totality of beings, the means of action being inconceivably numerous after he has lavishly given of himself here, he directs us to the spirit of the future. He is the western sky in the form of a lotus, delighting in the ground laid out like a golden checkerboard. One seeks 
but can no longer find the extinct name of the earthly Meru. Spreading foliage and flowers from the tree of awakening, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of fruit-bearing plants and forests. Plunging into the Ganga, or Ganges, it's the river, of concentration, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of streams and rivers. Within the radiant arch of wisdom that has been understood, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of the world's fiery orb. Possessing the fragrance of strictly pure incense, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of the visible sky. Radiating like a star, the bright light of the knowledge of the spheres, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of sun and moon. Glorious in the five rainbow rays of noble conquest, one seeks, but can no longer find the extinct name of day and night. Upholding the splendid saving realm of the most excellent law, one seeks, but can no longer find the extinct name of king and ministers. Having without discrimination reduced to unity both self and others, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of disputations. Nourished by the substantiality of contemplation, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of ordinary sustenance. Refreshed by the nectar flow of thought, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of ordinary thirst. Clad in the godly robe of strict observance, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of ordinary garments. Sprung supernaturally from the lotus of birth, one seeks, but can no longer find the extinct name of that other birth. Grown mighty in the Adamant and the adamantine life of bliss, one seeks 
but can no longer find the extinct name of old age. Domiciled in that land where nothing is either born or dies, one seeks but can no longer find the extinct name of the death of those who have been born. In the sublime sky of all the Buddhas of the three times, rejoicing that one can concentrate all activity to awakening, one seeks and can no longer find the extinct name of ill fortune and misery. In this blessed Buddha land of definitive illumination, in the heavenly place of the void, intrinsic nature of things, having cleared surface, depth, and width of any dimension, on the ideal plane, without exterior or interior, the windows of vision are illuminated without anything that he does not know or see. Raising high as on a dais the doctrine of the great vehicle and establishing below the throne of the bright desireless lotus, heaping up the cushions of the four immense regions of knowledge, a fourfold joy, attaching the wings of awakening as fringes to the eight points of the four horizons, formulating in impartial synthesis the laws of indifference, annulling with the brilliant lotus hope and fear, acceptance and rejectance, exhaling the perfume of the incense ever pure of right observance, having no one as his originator, having appeared by himself of all eternity, complete in one instant, fixed, fixedly concentrating on the plane of essence, that limpid ocean, increate primordial consciousness, emerging unblemished from the lotus, with the paired ornaments of his omni-misericord. In this palace, Buddha Amitabha dwells. The ten strengths and the four intrepidites constitute his splendid adornment. His body bears the favorable signs that one can never tire of observing. He is enveloped in rays that come from all the heavens and is encircled by the iridescent arch.
to the ten points of space, he diffuses a reddish mercy radiance. Perfect Buddha, he possesses nobility. Male, he possesses vigor. His accomplishment through body, speech, and mind, one can never contemplate sufficiently. Ocean of victory, his retinue piles itself aloft like clouds. Eye unvarying, he is total serenity in the heavens. To the ten points of space, he diffuses rays of compassion and love. And at the extremity of each ray, he causes a Buddha to appear. He diffuses ineffable rays without number, inconceivable by thought. He accords the benefaction of universal conversion through all adequate modes. And in the sky, where apart from him dwells no other noble one, are emanation, secondary emanation, tertiary emanation, distinct and inconceivable. Of the history unabridged of the lives of the guru of Uddiyana, Padmasambhava, this is the first canto, the revelation of the Western paradise, sealed oaths. Canto 2. The emanations emitted by Buddha Amitabha for the sake of the world. Buddha Amitabha of this Western paradise, wishing to subjugate those imprisoned by their own pride, the rulers of the world and their haughty like, from his head cone brought forth by means of a red ray, a king, in the happy land of the lotuses. This was a universal king, Sangbo Chog, best of the good. Over the four continents, he extended his rule, his prosperity, his power. He had a thousand queens, and yet not one son. Although all his actions were works of the Dharma. In the southwest, 
spreads a milky sea. A lotus flower had just unfolded there. Now the king, in order to offer it to the three jewels, sent a servant to obtain it. So it was taken and given to the king. And when the king made an oblation to the three jewels, from the middle of Amitabha's tongue, rays of five colors darted toward the sea. When the envoy was on his way to pluck another flower, a great lotus stalk sprang up from the depths of the sea, a cleft in the wild boughs, dais of foliage. Not yet blossoming heart of this plant of the wilderness. It was the very flower of Udumbara. And seeing how in summer as in winter, the bud remained shut, all the astonished servants conveyed this same message to the king. And the king exclaimed, Attention must be paid to this. So the pure flower was ceaselessly watched day and night, a guard being posted. In the monkey year, in the spring month, Palunga, pa, Palguna, on the day of Pratipadi, between the four outspread petals of the flowering lotus. There sat, their hair tufts fastened with silks of five kinds, five children of different colors. The child in the center was indigo, that in the east was gray, that in the south dark yellow, that in the west, hyacinthine. That in the north, dark green. And all wore the sixfold adornment. The matter was reported to the king. And the king, amid many demonstrations of delight, loaded in homage an immeasurable quantity of the five riches on wagons drawn by 500 marvelous horses and five snow lions, all white. The king, the queens, the ministers, the army, and the eight myriads in the retinue of Buddha Amitabha made their way to the milky sea. In the heart of the lotus, a majesty radiated. From these silent, unmoving, impassive children, praise was uttered by the king, Emaho. Behold, here in the southwest, in the milky sea,
Five heavenly brothers have been born on a lotus stalk, tranquil, embellished with perfect joy. Their hair tufts nodded like all the Buddhas in unison. So sits Padmasambhava in absolute calm, his body entirely iridescent. Speaking in Buddha speech, the rhythmic words of Brahma. Smiling to show his white teeth, supremely beautiful. His face like the disk of the full moon, his eyes long, his nose shining. Lord of mercy for the happiness of beings, such is Saint Padma, such are they, meriting praise whose excellence I cannot express. End quote. Everything from Imaho was the king talking. That wasn't clear. Thereupon the five children said, Ask of Buddha Amitabha. So the king thus asked, Sublime Immaculate King Amitabha. Buddha of the harmonious disquisitions, satisfy the king. Tell him, who are these beings in the worlds of the ten regions of space? These five children endowed with a Buddha body. Buddha Amitabha replied, Emaho, since beings have neither dwelling nor support, Deprived of any refuge, astray in the cycle of cycles, far from the right path, and weary in body, speech, and mind. These five children, incarnating the five gnosis, for the benefit of others, explain the world of death. In the same fashion, the master expounds the three perfections in the diamond vehicle of the supreme formulas. Formulas which embody the arcana of the doctrine. Let the king listen as their names are uttered. The child in the center is Dorje Todtrengsal. Vajra strength of the garland of skulls. And similarly, there are Buddha, Ratna, Padma, and finally, Karma Todreng Sal, the totality of deeds. The five works of body, mind, and spirit are incarnate in these five and they will bring about the happiness of the huge world of beings, apparition-born, viviparously, viviparously or otherwise, they have been manifested by Avalokiteshvara. Universal King, Songbochog, invite them into your palace. Straightway, the five children Mounted on lions, 
caparisoned with skins of black antelope, one sitting cross-legged, one with legs half-crossed, one with a leg stretched out, one on his heels, advanced, being welcomed by the incommensurable melodies of the gods. Toward Sangbo Chog's highest honors of the history unabridged of the lives of the guru of Udiana, Padmasambhava. This is the second canto, the emanation emitted by Buddha Amitabha, sealed oaths. Canto three, action for the sake of beings in the inconceivable worlds. Thus, in order for this land of beatitude to be solely a Buddha land, in order that in inconceivable infinite worlds, the creatures of the wheel of life, infinite and inconceivable, may conquer the hostile army of suffering. They must take as examples the known worlds of Saha. In the purple abodes of the gods, the master is Guru Sertub Zin, the golden silent one. In the dwellings of the Titans, he is Guru Nampar Gyal, the triumphant one. In human bodies, Guru Shakya Seng, the lion of the Shakya in animal layers, Guru Sangrabten, the strong lion, where Yidags prowl. He is Guru Namnang Che, the shining one. In the infernal regions, he is Guru Namparnan, the one who overcomes. For the eight points, of the four cardinal directions of each world, of these six worlds of change, the names of the master are eight, eight, thirty-six. Outside the Saha universe, there are three thousand times a thousand great worlds. That's three million, right? Indeed. There are in the Eastern world vast regions with four continents, regions beyond 12,000 in number, named World Without Stain, and adorned with a great abundance of jewels. The beings who haunt such a world, both male and female, by their lives and by their riches and fame are all like the 33 gods, not passing through death or the bardo and born by apparition. There one gives, one does not have to receive. But 
in other worlds than this one, where people beg for gifts and where they aspire to light, the immaculate voice Munindra and Guru Padma Kyaisang, the one of good birth, make the scriptures and the formulas shine as a double torch. From there, into the field of the six destinies radiates the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been declared this far to the hundred thousand worlds from beyond the southern region. In the worlds of qualities come forth. Shakyamuni Konchok Trin, Cloud of Jewels, and Guru Lundrub Udkar, White Clarity Uncreated, illumine the dual ocean. From there, into the field of the six destinies, shines the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been declared this far. The 20,000 worlds beyond the western quarter, in the region of adornment unfulfilled, where people are born by apparition, where men live in 84,000 years, Shakyamuni, Yonten, Jungne, Source of Merits, and Padma Kargi, Wangchuk, Lord Who Dances, illumine the dual ocean. From there, into the field of the six destinies, shines the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been declared this far. To the 30,000 worlds of the northern quarter, in the land of absence of fear, Sakyamuni Changedra, excuse me, Sangedra, the lion-like voice, and Padma Yedrub, Tadrul, ever infinite perfection, illumine the dual ocean. From there, into the field of the six destinies, shines the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been declared this far. To the 84,000 worlds from beyond the southeast, to the very beautiful, in the very beautiful world, Sakyamuni Zepei Tog, Lofty Beauty, and Padma Trulshig Sang, the Lion Contemplator of the Void. Illumine the dual oceans. From there, into the field of the six doctrines, shines the splendor of the eight names of Master.
the ocean of the two doctrines has been affirmed this far. To the 70,000 worlds beyond the Southwest, in the world, whole splendor, Sakyamuni Sichi Gyen, majestic benediction, and Padma Yejung, Shai Patsal, the smiling one of all eternity, illumine the dual ocean. From there, into the field of the six docks destinies, shines the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been declared this far. To the 50,000 worlds beyond the Northwest, in the region of all splendor, the one who is called Sande Trime Chogpal, glory of the fragrance of sandalwood. And Padma Jetsan, Drawadul, strong master, who converted the people, illumine the dual ocean. From there, into the field of the six destinies, shines the splendor of the eight names of master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been established this far. To the world of the northeast direction, into the 44,000 regions of the beyond, called healing, of pains. Muni Yingje Gyalpo, the silent one, king of compassion, and Padma Jitang Wangchug, commander of the worlds, enlightened the dual ocean in its entirety. From there, into the field of the six destinies shines the splendor of the eight names of Master. The ocean of the two doctrines has been established this far. Into the world of magical form, the Buddha Nigondro Gyalpo, king of total enthusiasm and Padma Gyaltsen Metog, staff who is a flower, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. In the world of magical jewel, the Buddha Rinchen Gyalpo, sovereign jewel, and Padma Kolikomi, the man of Koliko, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of ray of light come forth 
the Buddha Odkor, Yenwa, Broad Luminous Circle, and Padma Rabyu Kunjong, the purifier of every substance, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the realm of asceticism achieved, the Buddha Katub Gyalpo, king of the ascetics, and Padma Yule Gyalwa, victorious in combats, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas into the world arranged in conehead shape. The Buddha, Tsugtor, Gingpo, the essence of the head cone. And Padma, Sakhen, Gyabgon, tutelary guide, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. <coughs> Into the world of ray of light come forth. The Buddha, Nyaipar, Songwa, gone to the certitude, and Padma Koshi Nii, links of the Kosa, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas into the world called Surely Noble. The Buddha Nyepar <clears throat> Sungwa of the Sure Words and Padma Lamdor Shenyen, the friend showing the way, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas into the world of great delight, the Buddha Dewa Chenpo, great bliss, and Padma Korwei Chongqing, who drives away the chronic evil of the cycle of existences, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the flower blossoming world, the Buddha Maitag Wangpo Yang, the flower in which transcendent odors have their domain, and Padma Dodgu Rangjug, delight begetting itself, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of signal honor, the Buddha Dregpe Pal, glory of honor, and Padma Trenpe Palpo, the illustrious among guides, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of magic, the Buddha Trulpe Gyalpo, king of apparitions, and Padma Kadeg Gyalpo, the king of astrologers, reveal the Dharma, 
which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of the completely purified, the Buddha Trayang Misad, the inexhaustible melody, and Padma Longyang, Longyang, Dampa, the vast holy expanse, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region called ornamented by medicine, the Buddha Mangi Yalpo, King of Remedies, and Padma Chogyul Dagpa, the field of pure activity, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of holy identity, the Buddha Nyurdu Dzin, swift to seize, and Padma Korwa, Dongdrug, shaking the depth of transmigrating existence, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world, arranged as a jewel, the Padma Gawai Chen, who is Joy's Eve, and Padma Rangjug Yeshi, spontaneous knowledge, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of the entirely unfolded, the Buddha Yangsu Gongpei, king of total thoughts, and Padma Dewa, Shug Chen, the god endowed with power, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world, into what is called heart of beryl, <clears throat> the Buddha Sergi Nyingpo, the golden heart, and Padma Yang Nying Rangdrol, the heart liberated by itself, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of the holy ray of light, the Buddha Adserpa, the glory of light rays, and Padma Choying Palbar, the burning glory of the plane of essence, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of the holy ray of light, the Buddha As Adsar Pal, the glory of light rays, and Padma Choying Palbar, the burning glory, oh, we read this one already, sorry. <clears throat> Into the world of perfect calm. The Buddha Shibei Wangbo, Lord of Calm. 
and Padma Kunkyag Chenpo, the great universal guarantor, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of the great cloud well-formed, the Buddha Tringyi Pal, the magnificence of clouds, and Padma Sergi Riwang, the power of gold mountains, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of joy manifest for mind, the Buddha Yidog Yang, the hymn which charms the mind, and Padma Gyalbe Melong, the mirror of victory, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the world of him, of the mirror mandala, the mirror's mandala, the Buddha Melong Nang, the splendid mirror, and Padma Tonting, Lablub, the blue ornamentation, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. In the region, which is adorned by the moon, the Buddha Daod Pal, the glory of the lunar light, and Padma Yinang Chodpen, the diadem of spiritual clarities, reveal the Dharma, which includes texts and formulas. Into the region, which is adorned with sun rays, the Buddha Nime Yingpo, glory of the solar essence, and Padma Indranila, the sapphire, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of perfumed incense, the Buddha Pogyi Gyalpo, king of incense, and Padma Namdag Yeshi, the pure knowledge, reveal the Dharma, which includes texts and formulas, the texts and formulas, excuse me, into the world of the shining golden light, the Buddha Sergi Oldtro, who shines like gold, and Padma Natsog Rinchen, the pile of jewels, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. 
into the region, which is in the form of light rays. The Buddha Kope, Gyalpo, King of Forms, and Padma Kulagaya, the Noble House, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region, which is the source of gold, the Buddha Sergi Suwa, the golden lever, and Padma Drugchen, Lunzog, the great dragon perfect in a single blow, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region, which is radiance of glory, the Buddha, Palgi Gyalpo, the king of glory, and Padma Kyaishi Nipang, who has cast off birth and death, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of sacred splendor, the Buddha, Nangwa, Tsegpe, the accumulated glory of splendor, and Padma Jigwa Dechen, who rejects fear and happiness. Reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region which is without sorrow, the Buddha Nyangen Meipei, the glory of the absence of sorrow, and Padma Choleg Tonka, the joy of seeing the correct law. Reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region which is the splendor of joy, <clears throat> the Buddha Gawe Chongpal, the chief glory of joy, and Padma Chiching Namka, the heaven of all the mystic links, reveal the Dharma which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of majesty come forth, the Buddha Siji Pal, the glorious majesty, and Padma Samuparka with equal wings reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas into the region which is called the discipline of the Buddha. The Buddha Gyatsa Drenba, who produces the thought of the roots of good. And Padma Rinche Tratre, adorned with a seedling of jewels, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts formulas. 
into the region of the completely purified. The Buddha Yangsong Chonghua, who purifies the damned. And Padma Cherdram Yayan, who pushes back in defeat the outer world. Reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of varied activity. The one who is called Jigden Kungi, the teacher of all the worlds, and Padma Minub Gyaltsen, the staff which is not lowered, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas, into the region of banner ornament of the army, the Buddha Nampar Gyalwa, total conqueror, and Padma Munpa Nangche, the enlightener of the shadows, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region embellished with beautiful flowers, the one whom men call Maytog Kope, king of the floral forms, and Padma Maitri, Kacho, the crystal friend, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and the formulas. Into the region which is beautifully brilliant, the Buddha Tamche Nengwa, brilliant for all, and Padma Korwa Runa, enemy of the wheel of life, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region of formed sandalwood, the Buddha Sandana tree, odor of sandalwood, and Padma Rolpa Namdag, who is pure apparition, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the region where lions appear, the Buddha Senge. Boomzug, the substance of a hundred thousand lions, and Padma Tamutito, who arose from essence, reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. Into the Saha world of the three thousand, the Buddha Tubpa. Chenpo, the great silent one, and Master Padmasambhava reveal the Dharma, which includes the texts and formulas. 
announced by the Buddhas of former times. This entire history of the lives of Padma, which the welcome one himself has called worshipful, corresponds to the two different doctrines of the outer and the inner, of the history unabridged of the lives of the guru of Udiyana, Padmasambhava. This is the third canto, action for the good of beings in the inconceivable worlds. Sealed Oaths. Thank you to Yeshi Tsogil for memorizing everything Padmasambhava said. And after he left, like a month after he arrived in Tibet, for being the mother of Tibetan Buddhism. There's a podcast that I'm pointing to for those of you listening. For those of you on YouTube, you're seeing me point to that podcast. It's called What Would Yeshi Do? It's a sister podcast of the Esoteric. I'm also the host of that podcast as well. Anyway, special thanks to Susumu Ueda and his father and his the other monks. His father is a monk at Jofuku Inn, one of the Shingon temples on Mount Koyasan, Japan. Um, his father and the other monks are the monks you hear singing right now. This is the same track that opens every episode of the Esoteric Nerd. It's just, you know, this is the mellow part. That was the dun 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 Anyway, special thanks to all of them for this music. Special thanks to Camille and Kennerly for the harp intro and outro to the recital. And special thanks to uh, the, the various musicians that I uh, haven't edited in yet, so I don't know who they are. But if you visit the, uh, if you're on YouTube, just look below and you'll see who the, who, where the music came from that I used in this episode. And if you're listening to the podcast, check out the website uh, connected with this episode and they'll, they'll be listed there as well. And special thanks to Ryan at Praxis Behind the Obscure for suggesting that I recite uh, from this book. And special thanks to you, the esoteric nerd, listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed Cantos 1 through 3 and you would like me to continue, please let me know. Comment below if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, you can contact me one way or the other. And uh, finally, there's a link below and a link on the website to where you can purchase your own copy of this book. For those of you who uh, are outside of the United States and probably England, for instance, uh, in India, I was unable to get a physical copy of it. I had to have it sent to my friend's house in California, and he sent it to me in India. But there is a PDF out there somewhere, if you can find a link to it. Um, 
can. And you can read it on your screen. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a little different. If you um, if you kind of liked the flow of this episode and you kind of you kind of wish that it would go on for another three hours or something similar, then check out episode seventy seven, entitled "Further Ananda." It's uh, my recital of Volume Eight of Suryangama Sutra, which I think I did five years ago, something like that. Special thanks for tuning in. All right, enough special thanks. Let's, let's close this episode, shall we? <clears throat> to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.